Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about our clinical work, the telehealth center, we have brand new telehealth patient options now open and lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners, we're giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And you can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you could take a screenshot of that review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And then every single month, we'll be going through the messages on Instagram, as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves, randomly picking winners every single month. And then we'll reach out to you. I'll ask which book you want me to sign, and we'll send it out to you. All right, good luck. And also, if you haven't yet, go on over to Instagram and follow the Art of Being Well on Instagram, guys. It's at T-A-O-B-W. We post videos that I do not post on my main page on that. It's like dedicated entirely to the Art of Being Well. So give me a follow there, at T-A-O-B-W. It's the acronym for the podcast, if you didn't know. <laughs> and that's where we're at. That's where we're living there on, on IG. All right, about every single month, we have entire episodes devoted to your scorching hot, your burning health questions. And this is the latest edition of Ask Me Anything. But this is not just any Ask Me Anything. This is a longevity-based episode of Ask Me Anything. Many of you will ask us questions about longevity and different science-backed ways to support longevity and you know things that I would recommend, protocols that we use for telehealth patients. So you can get kind of get an insider's view on what longevity is and how you support it and why you should care. All the things will be in today's episode. And to help me out every Ask Me Anything, we have two brilliant people on the telehealth team. And they're both named Emily. 
And that was not planned. No, no, not no, at all. It's just the way it worked out. Yeah, it's a gift to you all. Yeah. Yes, it is. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Emily M. Emily M. I'm, this is your last name. That is Emily me. Miller. Emily Miller is <laughs> on the patient team with me. She's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, has been on the team with me for a long time. And she looks at labs with me. She sees patients, consultations. Like you'll actually see her and me, like we're the people that do the consults. So you have the option to see an FCMP or, or me. And she's on the team. Andrea on the mental health is physical health episodes. It's another one. And Candice, like all the people that you're hearing on the podcast are people that you see on visits yep. in some way, except we have someone behind the scenes. <laughs> Not me though. <laughs> yeah. Emily F is on the patient logistics team. She works with the clinical team to send out protocols and coordinate shipping because we're telehealth. So we ship all around the world. Yeah. Like, you know, so much when it comes to like how you get labs and protocols. That is correct. Customs. Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. <laughs> Kicking the new year. Yeah, yeah, kicking the new year off. Talking <laughs> about longevity, right? And how how you can do it. So Emily F is compiling, aggregating your questions about longevity. And she's gonna ask Emily, M and I, your longevity questions. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I am. Are you? Yeah, let's jump into let's it. Let's go. Perfect. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of questions. These. So what better way to kick off the new year? We'll touch on that pretty much the whole episode, and it'll be great. Special edition. Special edition. Special edition. I love okay. it. You're welcome. <laughs> so. For a limited time only. <laughs> yeah. While well, supplies last. <laughs> <laughs> when the downloads run out, you're, you're it's you're gone. Dying. When it's when, no longevity when it's gone, for you. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so to kick this off, let's talk about what longevity health span, lifespan even are. What's the difference between the three of those things? Yeah. All right. So we use these terms really flippantly sometimes. So what are they? Longevity is looking at a long, healthy life. It's funny when I post, and for years I wrote, I remember writing a longevity article about the science around longevity 10 years ago and all the comments, it was from Mind Body Green. I was one of like the first writers on Mind Body Green, which is one of the biggest health websites out there. And they're still like dear friends of mine. And I remember writing an article about the science of longevity. This had to have been 2009, maybe 2010. And I'd get all the comments of people saying, I would never want to live to a hundred. Like the, the subject was something about living to your hundred and here, here are science backed ways to, to live to a hundred. And people would really viscerally react to that. They'd either be very interested in longevity or very, why would you want to live until you're a hundred? And I think that's a commentary on what we see today when it comes to a long life. And that's the difference between health span and lifespan. People can live long, but they're not necessarily having great health long. And lifespan is how long we live chronologically, but health span is how long our health is. So what we're looking yeah. to do is have increased lifespan, but also increased health span. That's what longevity is. It's not just increased lifespan and you're on 30 medications, you're immobile, you're alone in a senior citizen home. That's not a healthy, thriving life, right? And we want, you know, I'm speaking to those people that are in that position, let's let's help them too. And we need to not forget them. But no matter where you're at in your age, like whatever you are, as far as chronological age, let's be like the healthiest, most vibrant version of that age. And you can't change your chronological age, but you can change your biological age. And I think those are other two terms that we need to kind of define here. 
chronological age is how long we are, like how old we are. But biological age, we have and wield a lot of agency over, like how can we reverse accelerated aging? So we'll get into it, I guess, and probably questions that people are going to ask. But yeah. yeah, that's the kind of defining longevity and health span and lifespan. Yeah. Honestly, it's such an important conversation that I think some people would be surprised of how much we have to have that convo on consults with people, because how often do, do we hear Dr. Cole, someone say, well, you know, I know my metabolism is declining. I know things are declining just because I'm getting older. And obviously, yes, the body changes, but I do think that there's this mindset around, I just have to make peace with the fact that my body's declining and there's nothing I can do about it because I'm just getting older and that's just where life is going. And that's just not true. We can increase our health span. We can increase these things and can absolutely help the body thrive whatever age that you're at. I think that that's why this conversation is so important and why it's trending and why people are wanting to know more is because we're figuring out that one, it's needed and two, we really can do something about it. So I think it's fair to say I'm the youngest person on the team. Oh, so, whatever. <laughs> I'm just so little. Um, <laughs> little baby. <laughs> I asked her about who, like what band she went to go see at this concert. And she's like, you wouldn't know that. What she's telling she you is didn't. you're too old. She's she aged out of her band. She literally didn't even give me the benefit of the doubt to tell me the band name. Yeah, she she goes, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> She this was literally like, like two hours ago. And you know what? I didn't know them, but... Correct. No, actually, she told you the band name. You said, yeah, I go there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a club. That was a band. <laughs> I would do it. <sighs> so being so young, so little, like why should people that aren't older care about this? Like should young people start to act preemptively on this? Um. Yes. It's what you do now is setting the stage for the rest of your life. And look, diseases of later on in life are now happening younger and younger. And we see that on labs all the time. And we see that with statistics. I mean, 60% of American adults have a chronic disease. What used to be like an older onset senior citizen thing is not. I mean, 40% of people have two or more chronic diseases. Someone has a heart attack every 40 seconds. Cancer is the second leading cause of death worldwide. I mean, we know 50 million Americans have an autoimmune disease. And it's like, it's insane statistic, but 93% of American adults are metabolically unhealthy. That's almost all of us, adults. And 93% of adults are not metabolically healthy. And half of the United States is either pre-diabetic or diabetic. When we're talking about longevity, it's about dealing with these now because they're taking quality and quantity of years yeah. off of your life. On average, it's about four to 10 years of our life are shortened as far as the quantity. But then you talk about quality. People that are dealing with fatigue and brain fog and low sex drive and just feeling like miserable, inflamed, that's longevity in your life now. Yeah. So it's it, we have to look at longevity, yes, and health span and lifespan, but it's also vibrancy in the here and the now. That's what we're talking about, a longevity rich life. Yeah. And I think too, even talking about something like stress that applies to everyone at every age, even children and how much that is going to affect aging. If it's not taken care of, if it's not managed appropriately, especially I think as younger adults too, 
and I guess this is maybe wisdom from my younger years, you know, maybe <laughs> not all of us. She's all of 33. I'm mean, 32. Thank you. <laughs> wow. You're I mean, accelerating my age without my consent. I just, I just moved up your <laughs> chronological age. But it affects everyone. And I think especially in, in children and younger adults, we, we really do try to take on a lot of stress because you think about careers, you think about all of these, these life events, these milestones that we're hitting. And again, they could be good things. It could be, you know, good things that are happening. Doesn't mean it's not stress on the body though. And we're taking on so much stress and that is going to accelerate aging. If we're not managing it appropriately, at least for myself, I know it's like you hit this point where you're like, yeah, I'm under all this stress. I have no clue what to do with it. And now it's physical, physiological stress too, because it's multiple different things that have happened. There's trauma. There's all kinds of things that are involved. So that affects everybody. And if you're not managing it, it will catch up to you. The body keeps the score. And so we have to make sure that we are looking at that because there is research on how it affects the cell and it accelerates aging. Mm -hmm. And for baby people that are younger, they're in or that motivating factor may not be, oh, you know, I want to live a long, healthy life. Maybe it's their skin health. You know, maybe yep. it's their brain focus and their mental health. Maybe it's their weight, you know, but that's what we're talking about too. If you want to have metabolic wellness, that's longevity. So all of these things are part of the same thing mm -hmm. and they may not think, oh yeah, I'm interested in longevity, but they should be interested in metabolic wellness because it's going to impact you right now and how yeah, you feel and how absolutely. you look. I hope, I hope from the bottom of my heart <laughs> that by now, you know, if there is a sponsor on the podcast, it's because I love it. I recommend it to telehealth patients or both. And this next sponsor is without a doubt something that I've drank personally for years. Don't just drink whatever, guys. Drink better. With Hum, you can enjoy low sugar kombucha. A zero sugar kombucha, the first Whole30 approved, shout out to my friend, Melissa Urban. You can have a Whole30 approved kombucha or a probiotic seltzer if that's your thing. And also they have a probiotic soda as well. Hum beverages are packed with 2 billion live probiotics to support a healthy immune system and optimal gut health. Plus, it's loaded with vitamin B12 to give you a great boost of energy. Hum beverages are absurdly tasty. I am not saying that lightly. They're flavor forward, easy to drink, and come in a variety of delicious flavors. If you're looking for a delicious dry January drink, Hum has got you covered. With a variety of zero to low sugar kombuchas and tasty probiotic seltzers, and sodas to choose from, Hum will start your new year off with the bang. It's a drink that you'll love, that loves you back and you won't feel like crap the next day. So visit humkombucha.com and use code Dr. Will Cole for 15% off your total order. Visit Hum on Amazon for free shipping with Amazon Prime and delivery to anywhere in the United States. Hi friends, I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckle Foodie and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body and or food? Same, we are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance and I'm right there with you. That's what Freckle Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. All right. So is there any 
like research surrounding are people living longer by practicing things that will support longevity and like why do people care about this so much because we have been getting a lot of questions about it why is it such like such a trending topic yeah i think that there's there's a lot of researchers in this space that it gets picked up on sort of the news cycle i think that's part of it but i think it's like emily m said is that people are faced with these chronic diseases and they're looking for something else they're learning more and more, I think, because of long-form conversations on podcasts and books. People are being empowered to learn, oh, wow, I do have some, like I, I have some agency on this. And they're curious about what do they need to do. So I think it's good. It's giving informed consent on how people live their lives. And it's empowering people, I think, to make better decisions for their life. So yes, absolutely, there's research. That's what we can talk about today. What is the science-backed ways? What are the longevity like tips and tricks and pro tips that I would recommend for people. It, yeah, it's it's definitely well-researched. And, and I was over the past 10 plus years, it's been an explosion of research on longevity. That's probably another reason that research gets trickled down into mainstream news and the blogosphere and podcasts, et cetera. And people are actually living, while we saw some lifespan increase, I've seen recent data actually saying we are living less. So even yeah. before you could claim the lifespan, even though it wasn't a good quality lifespan, it was high lifespan, low health span. Now, even lifespan is declining too. Yep. So I'd like both, again, to repeat myself, lifespan and health span to increase. And we can when we do something different, when we give our body yeah. the chance to do so. Yeah. And I, I would hope and like to also think too that that people are really wanting to take care of their overall wellness more. I think that we're becoming more aware that we're seeing that, you know, it's it's not about just how many years that we live. That like I want to have that overall wellness and, and understanding that I can thrive in the amount of years that I live too. I think that there is just more awareness around that of like, wow, I really do need to take care of my body. So, I mean, I would like to think that that that's part of it too, is that there's just becoming a greater awareness in what we do on a daily basis too, and how that affects the body. So no matter what year, year you're looking at, when you see recent research over the past years, you look at all industrialized nations and compare the United States with other Western nations. We are the either last or second to last, dead last or second to last when it comes to spending the most on healthcare and the shortest, like most years, most years lost. About four to 10 years, like it's cutting our life short. But yeah, we spend so much more money. You know, it's like, it'd be one thing to spend all that money and it actually show increased health span and lifespan. It's not. We're spending so much money on healthcare, disease care really, but yet we have the shortest lifespan and the most disease of all industrialized nations. So this is what we're talking about here. It's, it's robbing people in their 20s. It's robbing people in their 30s and 40s and 50s and beyond yep. because of these chronic diseases. And it's not just the cost of their life and quality of life. They're paying for these diseases and co-pays and medications. And like it's, it's not great from an economic standpoint right. either. It's really what's bankrupting this country in part. Absolutely. Not, not just healthcare costs, but it's a large part of it. 100%. It's what you're, we're seeing. You're investing in either being sick or you're investing in, in getting healthy yeah. in, in your overall wellness. Yeah. I, I've seen actually studies on that over the years. People that spent more on their health with food quality, and they actually have lower on average, lower healthcare costs later on in life. Yep. Yep. So that's another thing to maybe encourage people today that are younger age, middle aged, on average, what you do to invest in your health now, you end up paying less later on. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. So besides like food and like chronic disease, like can you think of any other roadblocks that are causing such an issue with longevity? Yeah, I think, I mean, framing all of this is I take an ancestral health perspective overall. When you look at the majority of our genetics haven't changed in 10,000 plus years, but yet our world has changed so much in such a dramatically finite period of time. So it's what they call an epigenetic genetic mismatch or an evolutionary mismatch. It's like our world, the way we're eating, the way we're living, the things we're exposed to, these things are, are very new. And they're out of alignment with how we were created. So we're triggering things that have been lying dormant for 10,000 years. They're triggering and awakening these things because of this epigenetic genetic mismatch. So that's why we're seeing more and more accelerated aging, whether it show up on our skin or hair or weight or with these chronic diseases. That's really what's going on. Yeah. And honestly, I think even just talking about like the amount of toxins and chemicals in these different environmental factors that we're faced with a lot more today than we ever have been before. I mean, it's not that they haven't always existed. We know that mold has always existed, but I think that even just the the use of certain things like pesticides and yeah. herbicides and these just different chemicals that we're exposed to them on a much more frequent basis than we really ever have been before, which is going to affect that because as you talked about with our genetics, you know, some people can handle that demand and can detox it, but a lot of people can't. It's about like 30% at least of the population that has a really hard time with that too. So I think that the demand on the body has become higher too over time. Right. And I I do think of that as when we look at labs and look at mold toxins and bacterial issues and Lyme and all these, these things are nothing new. But what are the newer kids in the block? They are the non-biotoxins. They are environmental pollutants that are synthetic. That's really the issue. Mold has never been healthy for anyone, but no. we could more of us could handle more stressors because we were didn't have so much to combat all at once. Yep. So it's like really a confluence of factors. It's not just one thing, but it's like something's got to give and it's we're at a tipping point in human existence, really, when you look at what we're facing with in the realm of chronic and yeah. autoimmune conditions and mental health issues. It's all come to a tipping yeah. point. People are just reaching the threshold so much more quick than they used to. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is an issue, but it's fixable. So in the spirit of being fixable, we've gotten a lot of questions about different like tips and practices, mm-hmm. protocols that we can implement to support health span, longevity. So first, we always say food is medicine. Do we have any food tips to support yeah. it? So all the tips that I'm going to go over today and they'll be in different categories. I think you're going to ask me like foods and Mm -hmm. supplements and biohacking stuff. So a few key terminologies that things are, we are, we'd be tracking with telehealth patients and seeing labs improve, right? And health outcomes improve. First would be telomeres. Telomeres are the end caps on your chromosomes. Think of them as like the plastic at the end of the shoelace. The longer your telomeres, the longer your health span, the shorter your telomeres, the shorter your health span. So a lot of the things we're going to talk about that Emily and Emma are going to, and I are going to go over are going to be in part improving telomere length. They're going to be supporting something called autophagy, which any art of being well listener is going to know what autophagy is. But if you break <laughs> down that word down, autophagy, it's self-eating. It's your healthy cells recycling up the dysfunctional cells. So it's your body's sort of maintenance recycling system in a way. It's your anti-accelerated aging pathways. So telomere length, autophagy, the third is going to be metabolic flexibility. Metabolic wellness 
is almost synonymous with longevity. So a lot of the longevity conversations, you have to have metabolic wellness to have longevity. You can't have one without the other. So metabolic flexibility is something we're going to be talking about. The next would be something called increasing sirtuins. Sirtuins are enzymes. They're different types of endipe. They're the, the, the guardians of our genome. They're like the protectors of our DNA. Things like SIRT1 and SIRT3, these are enzymes we want to activate, and we would do that with telehealth patients to activate these longevity pathways to protect the DNA from chronic disease, protect from damage, to protect your health span. The next thing would be decreasing senescent cells. They're known in the research as, as zombie cells. They're like these cells that they're a normal part of aging. They increase as we age. With accelerated aging, with this epigenetic genetic mismatch that we keep talking about here, there's an accumulation and overproduction of these senescent cells that don't divide properly, but they also resist cell death or apoptosis. So they are these they release these chemical uh, inflammatory proteins. So these the pro-inflammatory zombie cells, basically senescent cells. So what do we need for this? We need some senolytic activity or these activation, these cell activations to decrease these zombie cells or senolytic, the breakdown of senescent cells. So a lot of the tips we're going to give are senolytic in nature. And last but not least, when you improve telomere length, when you increase autophagy, when you improve metabolic flexibility, when you increase sirtuins, when you increase senolytic activity, what do you do? You lower inflammation. So all pro-accelerated aging are inflammatory. So we're going to, by doing all of these things, we're going to lower inflammation. So I want to just frame this. So some food tips would be, first of all, I think looking at a mega fatty acids, long chain omega fatty acids are paramount. People with inflammatory pro-accelerated aging, they have high inflammatory markers, oftentimes like high sensitivity C-reactive protein. Well, we know beneficial omega fatty, fatty <laughs> rich fish Say that <laughs> 10 times Fatty fast. fit fish. Yeah. I kind of like that. Super fatty fit fish. <laughs> Eat those fatty fit fish. <laughs> You're going to feel very fit when you eat the fat. Prioritizing protein yeah. and building muscle, I should say, lean muscle mass yes. is like a glucose blood sugar sponge. It's a metabolic enhancer. So at very minimum, we want to be having about 90 grams of protein per day spread out over the course of the day, like 30 grams per meal. And that's minimum, let alone it should be technically based on your body mass, how, yeah. how weight, weight you are. But it's imperative. The way that you absorb blood sugar, which 93% of the United States is metabolically unhealthy. Well, how do we absorb that blood sugar? Because of the insulin resistance, it's in part, it's not just this, but it's prioritizing yeah. consuming protein. We're talking about complete protein. That would be the next thing I would say. So we got healthy fats, we talked about protein. Other food tips, alcohol, like really limit the alcohol. I mean, the healthiest amount of alcohol is none. None, yeah. <laughs> so I would say ideally we'd say none, but small amounts of alcohol, whatever. If you want to be pragmatic, we have this personal <laughs> conversations with the patients. If they don't want to be puritanical zealots like us, then they can <laughs> we'll find better like human options for you. Avoid the alcohol if you can. Yeah. If you're going to drink, what do we say? Some, or, some organic 
low alcohol wine. Yes, low dilute alcohol it with wine. water. Yeah, dry farms is a good dilute with water. Get a thimble and sip <laughs> yeah. out of the thimble. Put a picture on a glass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dry farms is a great option because they do have the toxin-free, mycotoxin-free, low alcohol alternatives, which I think is is a great option. But yeah, I think that it is just there's too much. I mean, you think about it. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I only have like a glass or two at a meal, but how often are you having that at a meal? And oftentimes it's way more than we think it is. It is a question we typically ask people on consults, like how much are you having on a weekly basis? And sometimes I think that that's like turns on this light for people because again, they think of it as a meal. I only have one or two a meal, but then they put it on the average weekly and it's like, oh wow, that's seven to 10 glasses a week. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. So I, I I agree with that. I think, yes, the low alcohol wine is a great option. Maybe Um, hard kombucha. Yep. Absolutely. Again, it's not the alcohol that's making these things healthy. It's like those things have polyphenols, antioxidants, they have like probiotics. That is benefits to those. It's Like the alcohol is like a detriment, but you know, it's the least offensive. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. Did you know that after the age of 21, you start losing 1% of your collagen every single year? Collagen is important for your skin because it gives natural support and firmness to your skin. A product that my telehealth team has been loving and they turned me on to is a product called Biosil. Biosil is a premium product that helps you generate your own collagen and it helps you protect the collagen you already have. Biosil is backed by science over 25 years and $25 million in research and you get real results. Biosil is clinically proven to work for healthier hair, healthier skin, and healthier nails. It increases skin elasticity by 89% and decreases the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles by up to 30%. And it's super easy to take. The capsules are smaller than a penny, so it's more space effective in your pantry. Just take one capsule two times a day, one in the morning and one before bed. That could be your beauty from the inside out ritual. And it's vegan and it's GMO free. It's safe for pregnant moms to be or when you're breastfeeding. So if you're already taking collagen like me, this supplement is amazing because it actually works great as an addition to pair with your existing collagen intake. Or if you don't take collagen, it works fantastic on its own. So get 30% off your first product order on Biosil's website with code Dr. Will Cole. Again, use that code for 30% off your first product order or your subscription exclusively at biosil.beauty. People are constantly asking me about supplements or something going on in their life and they want my hot take on it. So if you're looking for beneficial supplements, I'm your guy because I vet everything, I research it. So I am so excited to introduce you to today's sponsor, Wild Health. Founded by two emergency room physicians, Wild Health takes a proactive and preventative approach to healthcare called precision medicine. They use your genetics, your biometrics, and lifestyle data to help you determine what your body needs as far as nutrition, exercise, sleep, supplements, and more, helping you function at your best now and in the long run. If you listen to the show, you obviously care about your health, which probably means you'd find this interesting. If you're struggling with stress, your cortisol level, the primary stress hormone, right, is probably elevated. 
50% of all wild health patients have seen their cortisol levels improve following their health recommendations tailored to their unique genetic makeup. And a staggering 68% of patients with an elevated ApoB, the primary protein linked to a high risk of heart disease, showed improvement after joining Wild Health. Imagine slashing your risk of cardiovascular issues and potentially adding years to your life. This is just one of the ways Wild Health is transforming the lives of their patients. Look, as someone that started the first functional medicine telehealth center in the world, I love more people getting in, helping people around the world. And Wild Health is really providing amazing support for people. Wild Health is generously extending the Art of Being Well listeners 20% off the cost of membership with code WillCole. Head on over to wildhealth.com slash WillCole and use code WillCole at checkout. Make this commitment to yourself and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com slash WillCole. Other things would be increasing a pathway called NRF2. The NRF2 pathway is like a pro-antioxidant, pro-longevity pathways. But different ways to, to increase and boost your NRF2 pathways are green tea, the EGCG. Uh, you have a green oh, tea I, right here. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about alcohol. We're, we're I'm green tea what addicted I teach right over now. here. I have this massive 40 of unsweetened green tea. And I take this into podcasts with me when I'm like, yeah. And they always think, is that, what is that huge? That's my favorite one too. It's so urine. good. <laughs> it's not urine. I'm not collecting for a test. <laughs> it is green tea. So AGCG from green tea, quercetin from onions and apples and other you know fruits and vegetables are, have been shown to increase the NRF2 pathway. Curcumin from turmeric, resveratrol from grapes and other fruits. Black pepper has some compounds like piperine that can be helpful with NRF2. And L-sulforaphane for broccoli. So I would say look at NRF2 pathways. Those foods can help support that. Decreasing NF-kappa-B, which is, you look at any longevity, metabolic unwellness, you want to be decreasing NF-kappa-B, which is a pro-inflammatory pathway. Research has shown that things like blueberries, cacao, ashwagandha, and the things I just mentioned earlier with NRF2 all have been shown to increase NF-kappa-B. And then if I talk... A few other food things, and I'll kick it over to Emily. But PPARs, we like acronyms in health, but peroxisome proliferator activated receptors or PPARs can help with pro accelerated aging, decreasing that. Yeah. Wild cut fish, green tea, astragalus, ginger, sea buckthorn, it all, all have been shown to increase these PPAR pathways. I love these carotenoids like astaxanthin, zeaxanthin. Um, beta cryptoxanthin. These are carotenoids that are in colorful foods. Think of like the pink in the wild caught salmon or the yellow in an egg yolk or the green in a kiwi or the yellow in the squash or the green in collard greens or the orange in pumpkin. These are like the, the colorful aspects of these foods are from these carotenoids that I just mentioned. So they're all linked with longevity. So those are some top food ones. Like we could, I mean, obviously people know about intermittent fasting too. I mean, intermittent fasting and fasting mimicking ways of eating cyclically are a great way to increase autophagy or cellular recycling. Paracelsus, one of the fathers of modern medicine, he was in Switzerland in the late 1400s, early 1500s, so the middle 
ages or so, where he called fasting the physician within, which I think yes. is an eloquent way of putting it. It's like this inner doctor that you can help to enhance these sirtuin pathways, enhance the senolytic activity, enhance autophagy pathways, decrease inflammation levels. So it's completely free too. Yeah. So of course, women need to do it, like read intuitive fasting, my book, if you want to know like a, my approach on that when it comes to female hormones and all of that. There's nuance and context to the co topic of intermittent fasting, but certainly it should not be yes or no. It should be how and how is she doing it? Yep. Yeah, I think that that's such a huge one to discuss because I do think that we kind of see it as like this all or nothing type of approach, but there's so many different ways to go about it. And the research is just so, there's there's too much to ignore of how much it's going to increase longevity, health span. So yeah, I, I think that it should be more how to do it rather than yes or no. So absolutely. I think even talking about like glutathione, like foods that are going to boost glutathione, we know that that low levels are linked to accelerated aging and, and chronic disease in general. And there's a lot of, you know, obviously we, we, think about supplements when we talk about glutathione. And there are some great glutathione supplements out there too. But if we're going to talk about food being medicine, there are a lot of foods that can help boost your glutathione levels too and your glutathione production in the body. I mean, things like avocado, asparagus, some of them you've already really mentioned. Yeah. Like broccoli, garlic. Yeah. A lot of the sulfur. Yeah. So the sulforaphane, yeah, will increase glutathione. Yeah. So looking at those foods too, eggs, spinach, tomatoes, and obviously everyone's different with what the body can handle, but there's variety is key there. You know, that's, that's such a basic, simplistic thing to think about, but your body needs a variety of nutrients to function properly, to thrive long-term. And if you're just sticking to the same things all the time, and there's, you know, again, there's different situations and seasons where that may have to happen based on if you are having digestive problems with certain things, but there's so many different options out there. But yeah, glutathione is a huge one that I would think about as well. Yeah. And people, we're launching a brand new telehealth group care with weekly group calls with me and Emily and the patient team called the metabolic recharge. So anybody that's interested in longevity and health span and metabolic wellness, like if you have trouble losing weight, if you're dealing with these inflammatory problems, if you're dealing with brain fog, cravings, and there's so much confusion online, like ozempic or semaglutide or fasting or no fasting, high carb, low carb, like there's so much conflicting information, food confusion and weight loss confusion and longevity confusion, we've launched the metabolic recharge to make functional medicine more accessible, more affordable for people. I'm really excited about it. We've been in telehealth for a long time, but we want to democratize this. We want to help more people around the world. So if you're interested in this, we're going to keep going through this conversation, but I just wanted to give this a little bit of a shout out, themetabolicrecharge.com. So go to themetabolicrecharge.com. Everything will be at drwillcool.com too, but Check it out, honestly. We're making it so in, like stupidly affordable for people mm, yeah. because we want to help people. And yeah, that's how we're doing it. Yeah. So anyways, we can continue. Yeah, really excited about that, by the way. So we kind of went into a little bit of this when we were talking about food, but you know, to fill in the gaps, we take supplements. So what are some supplements maybe that you didn't go into already that you would recommend yeah. to support this? So... This is another thing in the metabolic recharge that we're going to be really improved. Like there's a protocol that's specific for 
metabolic health, longevity health. So we're going to be covering a lot of these things within the metabolic recharge. But B vitamins, like methylated B vitamins, like methylfolate, methylcobalamin or B12, really needed for longevity. Most people have higher homocysteine levels, which is an inflammatory protein. We want it below seven in the optimal range. Uh, above seven, even subtly, mildly higher homocysteine levels is associated with something called increased TNF-alpha, which is a pro-inflammatory cytokine that is associated with increased blood-brain barrier permeability or what they call leaky brain syndrome, which is you an know, unfortunate term, but it basically is associated with neuroinflammation. So a lot of the people that are struggling with ner nervous system dysregulation, brain fog, fatigue, autoimmune problems, anxiety, depression, have some level of neuroinflammation. That homocysteine can be implicated, not in everybody, but in a lot of people. We see high homocysteine levels on labs ubiquitously. So we can get that down in part from methylated B vitamins and other compounds too. Fat-soluble vitamins for longevity, vitamin D3, K2. I mean, I say that ad nauseum on this show, but fat-soluble vitamins, true vitamin A, retinol, D3, K2, E, are really needed to lower inflammation levels, to support these dendritic cells in the brain, to regulate inflammation levels, support the immune system, and in part support longevity. Vitamin C, like antioxidants, are going to be helpful. Not that I think everybody needs to be on vitamin C forever and ever and every day, but it certainly can be something that's used seasonally, when needed, or intermittently. But predominantly, I'd recommend getting vitamin C through food. But sometimes supplementation can be helpful if you're feeling run down or if you have a specific therapeutic goal. Like we see a lot of low iron, which you want to make sure, look at your nutrient status. And if you have low iron, vitamin C can help with iron absorption and bioavailability. And it also can help with collagen synthesis too. So if somebody's looking at supporting their skin health, in addition to using it topically in skin protocols, but you can also take it obviously internally to support collagen health too. And autophagy supplements specifically, if you're looking at using supplements to support the cellular recycling system, the anti-accelerated aging, the hallmark key tools here are going to be fish oil. If you're vegan, get an algae oil. Vitamin D3, K2, the omega-3 fatty acid that I mentioned, fish oil, also resveratrol, grape seed extract, N-acetylcysteine, Emily mentioned glutathione. That's a precursor to glutathione that helps support autophagy and CoQ10. A lot of these we're putting in the metabolic recharge in the protocol. Other things that stand out, spermidine comes from a wheat germ, a fermented wheat germ that's been shown to support autophagy. It's a polyamine a compound. A postbiotic that I've talked about in the podcast, it's called a urolithin A. You can get it from pomegranates, but you'd have to consume so much pomegranates. And some of us actually don't have the right microbiome to even produce this postbiotic called urolithin A. So you need to supplement with it to get the therapeutic dose. This has been shown, urolithin A has been shown to support mitophagy or mitochondrial autophagy. I know I'm spitting so much out. I'm not saying everybody needs to be on all right. of these, but these are just some things that I would look into and get curious about and educate yourself about. NAD, nicotinamide, adenine, dinucleotide. We hear about NAD drips, NAD supplements. They're typically going to be precursors, different types of B3 vitamins that help to produce NAD, which we need for cellular energy, longevity, and it depletes as we age. So things like nicotinamide riboside or NR, nicotinamide mononucleotide, NMN. These are two types of B3 that help producing NAD levels. 
Do I think everybody needs to be supplementing with these? Not necessarily, but again, intermittent case-specific use, they can be a tool within the toolbox. Magnesium, I would say we see low. So, I mean, it's pervasively low. We need it for a healthy nervous system. So I know that's a lot of supplements to repeat myself. I don't think everybody needs those. Most of us need most of those. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I th- and as you said, case specific too, I think that there's going to be supplements that are going to help address other areas that we know that are going to affect this that may be helpful too. I mean, you think about sleep issues, whether it's poor sleep hygiene, whether it's insomnia, sleep apnea, anything like that. We know that it's absolutely associated with shortened telomeres, that it's going to accelerate you know, or or it's linked to aging quicker too. And so addressing that, I mean, there's a lot of great research, even on things like melatonin and how it can reset circadian rhythm if it's used appropriately and, and how it affects that, that the, the lifespan and, and some of these resetting telomeres as well too. And now granted, I don't think everyone should go out and get melatonin. Like I said, I think this has to be case specific and a lot of oral melatonin, I think it's only like what 2% of oral melatonin is even absorbed by the body. So I think that there is specific ways to go about this, but making sure that you're addressing issues that really need to be addressed that can affect yeah. this too. Yeah. And we measure sleep. We look at REM and deep sleep yeah. on either the aura ring or the whoop band. I mean, you can see those improve as we're dealing with a lot of these things and regulating the nervous system, the body's going to be a more regulated state where that parasympathetic can be just right. as toned as the sympathetic. And you can vacillate between the two as you need to. When you're less inflamed, more metabolically flexible, yeah, you're going to sleep better. It's just going to be a natural result of that. And yep. yeah, I think these tools are, are certainly case-specific. Yeah, for sure. You all know that your boy does not drink alcohol. It hasn't for a long time. It's not restrictive. It's not boring. So many delicious mocktail recipes on the market. So look, I'm your guy. If you're looking for sober dry, but delicious lifestyle that's going to love you back. But if you're looking to try out new mocktail recipes when your friends come over after a long day at work, you're going to love this. So listen up. Something that I've been drinking for a long time is called hop water. It's spelled H-O-P-W-T-R, hop water. Remember that. This is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water with adaptogens and neurotropics for added mood boosting benefits. See, it's not either or, it's both and. Hop water, again, that's H-O-P-W-T-R, is made from an exclusive blend of hops that gives it the crisp, citrusy, piney flavor that we crave. The best part, hop water is purposefully crafted without calories, without carbs or sugar, but it's so refreshing and full of hoppy flavor. You can have hop water straight up and that's good enough for me. That's honestly what I do most of the time. But hop water also has a ton of unique mocktail recipes on their website too for inspiration. Hop water is the perfect brew to help you unwind at any time. I know you'll love it, guys. And I have arranged a special limited time offer just for the listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase right now. Plus you can get free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. To get this offer, go right now to hopwater.com slash Will Cole. That's H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash Will Cole. Don't wait, order today. Go now to hopwater.com slash Will Cole and then message me on Instagram and tell me which flavor is your favorite. One of the first sponsors on The Art of Being Well for years now, they're still a sponsor, but they've been around since day one. It's because I've used them for so long. 
I recommend them to telehealth patients. It's something that I recommend to support foundational nutrition. Look, I look at labs for a living and I see nutrient deficiencies ubiquitously. And it's the underlying cause of so many people's immune issues, gut health problems, inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, accelerated aging. If you're interested in longevity, you have to look at nutrient deficiencies. Well, you can fill in the gaps very easily with just one scoop of AG1. If you don't know about AG1, think of it like a multivitamin, a multimineral, a green superfood, an adaptogen blend, a functional mushroom blend, a probiotic blend. I think I got it all. It's all of that in one, in one scoop. So you just mix it in a cup of water. You can mix it in a smoothie. It tastes great on its own or mixed into a smoothie if that's your jam. But AG1 is something that I've recommended for so long. It is tested for 950 contaminants and it's NSF certified for sport. So it's something anybody can have. It's formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. We had Dr. Esposito, who's the chief medical officer over at AG1. Go back and listen to this episode because he is a wealth of information. And we talk about the science of this. We talk about nutrient deficiencies, why people should consider supporting their foundational nutrition every single day. It's definitely something that I do. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 for your immune system and your mood. You get a whole year supply of that and also five free AG1 travel packs, which I have when I'm traveling for work. I will, depending on how many days I'm gone, I'm putting that many AG1 travel packs in my carry-on. So you get five free AG1 travel packs as well with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash willcole. That's drinkag1.com slash willcole. Check it out. What are your favorite mind-body practices to support health span and longevity? Listening to the art of being well. Yes. Number one. Yeah. Besides that, <laughs> I don't important. know. Pretty much nothing. No, I, I love breath work. I mean, for sure, different breath work activities, meditation, grounding, shinrin-yoku, which is the Japanese term of forest bathing, like getting out in nature. These are important. These are paramount and all associated with mm-hmm longevity pathways, like supporting the things we're talking about in, in this episode. And additional biohacking tools. Do you have any favorites of those? Yeah. I mean, things that we use for patients, and these are conversations that we can have either on the concierge side, when we look at labs with telehealth patients, or if you're in the metabolic recharge, we can have different conversations. It's definitely case specific, but peptides are one, both injectable and oral peptides. Some Peptides that stand out when it comes to longevity would be copper peptides, GHK, uh, CU peptides, anti-aging peptides. Epithalon has been shown to actually lengthen telomeres. The CJC1295 with the DAC, the DAC, has been shown to improve sleep, which Emily mentioned can help with decreasing premature aging. The FOX04DRI peptide has been shown to decrease the senescent cells, those zombie cells. So those are temporary. Some people do like a maintenance dose of these. And, you know, at the time of recording, peptides are not always easy to get access to. So it's definitely 
independent on all of that stuff as far as the legalities of it and the accessibility of it. But I'm talk talking about strictly the research. Research shows these can be supportive in these areas. So let me be clear on that. But we've had great success with it over the years, specifically for longevity. There are other ones for inflammation, autoimmunity that I won't right. talk about in today's episode, but that's one. Therapeutic plasma exchange, TPE. Basically, it exchanges your plasma. All the toxins that are in the plasma, it's replacing it with this albumin combination cocktail. And I've talked about it on the podcast before with Dr. Savage. So go back and listen to my conversation with Dr. Savage, the therapeutic plasma exchange conversation. It'll blow your mind. So that's a longevity technology therapy that I, I'm excited about. And I don't want to forget about ozone. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy has been shown to improve telomere length, decrease or inhibit telomere shortening. And infrared sauna would be another one. Infrared sauna actually, because it's like a hormetic stress on the body, it actually induces that FOXO3 gene. The same in that peptide that I mentioned about decreasing senescent cells. Well, infrared sauna activates the same pathways. You can endogenously, naturally yourself make these peptides yourself, which is really great. On um, this longevity gene, the FOXO3 gene. And also, you know, that hormetic effect, it's decreasing senescent cells again, the zombie cells. Ozone, I didn't really say this, but ozone's been shown to activate a lot of these pathways as well, autophagy, et cetera. So those are some of my favorite ones. Any specific labs that you would recommend? Or uh, yeah. just that we kind of use inner telehealth and, and would recommend to anyone that's not currently? Sure. I would say metabolic labs. If you want to look at like glucose, A1C, running like your HDL triglycerides, looking at those, like just basic metabolic tests. And looking at the optimal range is not the average ranges. And these are conversations, again, we can run these labs for you and talk about them uh, on an individual basis. But metabolic tests, inflammation tests, high sensitivity, C-reactive protein, homocysteine levels, we want it under one and seven, respectively. Looking at nutrients, like nutrient deficiencies are going to accelerate aging. Yeah. So looking at vitamin D3, looking at selenium, iodine, iron, magnesium, I think I said the most common ones, are imperative when it comes to supporting longevity. Those are the most common labs. I, I mean, it's, that's not an exhaustive list. We can get a little bit more granular with labs. You can get like gut health testing, environmental right. toxin testing. Glyphosate is another like massive inhibitor of longevity. Yep. Making sure the body's clearing out glyphosate and other environmental toxins, which, you know, we, we can talk about the more advanced stuff like therapeutic plasma exchange, but there's a lot of supplements and food your body can do a lot to start with in moving that out. Not everybody needs therapeutic plasma exchange, but then like the more advanced, like next level stuff, if you can't move the needle on your own, there are therapies and technologies that we can coordinate for you to get the needle move past the plateau, which starts with food and it starts with supplementation yep. and it starts with some of these therapies that I mentioned. Yeah. Anything to add, Em? Are there labs you can think of? I said homocysteine, right? You said homocysteine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I said the inflammation test. Beyond that, I'd love to look at thyroid hormones, like a full thyroid hormone panel, which includes total T4, total T3, free T3, free T4, the yeah. thyroid antibodies, reverse T3. And I think you mentioned this too, but even looking, I mean, obviously you talked about looking like genetic factors as well, but even looking for variants for 
degenerative diseases too. I mean, there's times where we do that as well, just especially if we know that there's family history, whatnot, because there are things that you can do to be preventative here as well. So that's something that we can also look at too. So, you know, whether it's something like Alzheimer's, if there is history there, there are ways to look at if there are variants present or not. So yeah. Yeah. Looking at genetics is, is definitely a variable to consider. Looking at some imaging studies that I didn't mention, like Prenuvo, yes. whole body MRI. Yeah. You can go to prenuvo.com slash Will Cole. That's P-R-E-N-U-V-O.com slash Will Cole. That's a whole body MRI that we recommend to patients that you can get. Like we look at the labs, the blood, the stool, urine, saliva, mm-hmm. look at hormones, and then they'll look at the whole body MRI. And then we go over those labs with you yeah. too. That gets a baseline. And we can catch things in stage one. Like overwhelmingly, when people go, they're catching it early on and we can do something about it. Your doctor can do something about it. We can do something about it. So that's another one to consider as far as labs are concerned. Yeah. All right. Well, last but not least, everyone's favorite word, free. Exercise is free. (laughs) You don't have to pay money for it. So what is the best exercise for longevity? And are there any that can even hurt or hinder you supporting this? Yeah. I've seen studies where it said doing at least 90 minutes a week of exercise is associated with a 15% reduction in all cause mortality. Wow. So that's not that much. No. So 90 minutes at least, again, is going to decrease 15% reduction in all cause mortality. So, and we, and we know it's decreased inflammation levels, all that stuff. The field of exercise that I really love when it comes to longevity is zone two exercise. So zone two is basically low intensity exercise that you can do, but you can still breathe easily. It's comfortable. It's basically a a pace and a level of activity that you can maintain for hours. So we have basically everybody at the telehealth center has pretty much has a walking treadmill. We got it on Amazon for like 90 bucks. And we're doing zone two for hours at the clinic. And everybody, like I had a Zoom, I have, I talked to patients 10 hours a day and I, the patients are already inspired because they, they, they like bought into what we do. But I had a Zoom call with like a Today Show producer today. And she's like, you inspired me. I'm going to get one. She like ordered (laughs) it before the end of our meeting. (laughs) So like every meeting I have with someone that's not a patient is like, whoa, like they're ordering it on Amazon tonight. You know, it's great. It's cheap. And what is it? It's zone two exercise. And the way you can check if you're in zone two, because it's associated with longevity, it's associated with metabolic flexibility, it's associated with mitochondrial health and longevity. It is, here's a few ways. One would be the talk test. So basically, if you can talk while you're doing the exercise without feeling out of breath, that's a good sign that you're in zone two. Number two would be this sort of mathematic equation. So as you subtract your age, your chronological age, guys, from 220, it gives you a ballpark estimate of your max heart rate. And zone two is around 65 to 75% of your maximum heart rate. So if you actually measure your heart rate and calculate that, you can see, okay, what's my maximum heart rate? I want to be about 65 to 75% of that. And that's going to be the ballpark of your body being in a zone two, which is going to be different based on your metabolic wellness. 
So that's something that I think I really do love. Everybody knows about high intensity interval training. I was just going to ask you, like, what are what are your opinion or what's your opinion on that? Because I feel like there is research on on burst training, uh, you know, as far as with longevity and you know fat burning. But I've also seen research that it too that there is too much, right? Yeah. So I think it's based on your metabolic wellness and zone two is something that pretty much anybody can do. Anyone, yeah. But I think that pulsed throughout the week, a high intensity can be great. But look, if you have bad joints, past injuries, you're not going to want to be doing that and tearing right. your body down more. You want to just, yeah. I'd say consistent with the zone two and then strength training that isn't high intensity, but that's still progressive as far as the weight is concerned is another thing that I, I am a big fan of as far as building lean muscle mass, which again is that glucose sponge, that metabolic enhancer. So strength training in zone two would be my go-to for the most part when it comes to longevity. That's all I got for you. <laughs> well, that's Unless good... we want to do art of being well question. Yeah, do for it. Go for it. Can I throw one at you guys yeah. real quick? Ooh, spontaneous. Right. Young and spontaneous. <laughs> oh my God, someone stop her. <laughs> okay, so... For the new year, if you could give everyone one tip that wants to, because you know, new year, new me, everyone says that. How many people actually follow through with that? I fall into that, that I'm also adding myself there. But if you give one tip to someone who wants to, you know, have that motivation, have that follow through, what would it be? Figure out your why. Like your why has to be bigger than your excuses. Because you, this like, no matter when you listen to this episode, it doesn't matter if it's January or it's July or whenever. It doesn't matter. Like if you're waiting for the right time, it's now and you need to know what your why is. And don't let a date on the calendar determine the rest of your life. Like why are you waiting for tomorrow? Like tomorrow's not even promised. Yeah. Like what can you create now? Create the life you want to live now. And so I would say write down the why, become focused on the why, make your why your mantra have like really lean into that and not be your focus because the excuses are going to come. Like the busyness is going to come, the, the human nature is going to come, but you're going to be able to have your eye on the, the, the your why, which is going to keep you focused. So I, I know that's more to it than that, but I do think that that is the commonality between the telehealth patients I see be the most yep. successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to have that to look back on on the challenging days too, because you are going to have challenging days. You are going to have ups and downs and twists and turns. So having that why is incredibly important. I think for me, you know, we live in such a, a culture where it's like an all or nothing type of method, you know, the diet culture or habit culture, or whatever new resolution culture, whatever that is. So I, one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. And I thought that it really just blew my mind on on how to create good habits long-term. And it's by starting with something small that is realistic for you and building upon that habit. So I think that that's a great way to, you know, come up with that vision, come up with that why for your life. What's something realistic that you can do today? You don't need to wait for uh, Monday or, or a new month or a new year or whatnot. What's something you can start today? Start that and build upon that. Whether it is a morning routine, whether it's a mindfulness routine, whether it is exercise, like how can you start something and then start to build upon that as that becomes your routine? I think that that's where I've seen the most success and some of the habits that I've really wanted to create. Yeah. yeah. And you can always go back, right? It's like, let's just say you start off the whatever, a protocol or some sort of health goal or health program and you 
quote unquote, fall off the wagon. I think that that's antithetical to sustainable wellness because that's still that diet diet culture. Right. And I have to fall off the wagon. No, there's no wagon. Your life's the wagon. Yeah, you right. can't fall off your life. No, This is about like, there's no such thing as square one. You can really just say, no, I'm just going to, I'm not going to wait for another time. I'm not going to wait to the next January. Like make <laughs> make today your January, yes. no matter what day or time of the year it is. Like be your mm -hmm. own like advocate and not letting some sort of calendar or system or perfect time in the future determine what's yours and your yeah. birthright. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why I think I want to empower you to end up doing this on your own. But I think that's why support system and structure and accountability and direction are powerful too. Mm -hmm. Which is another reason why I'm excited for all the ways that we're there for telehealth patients, but certainly this new program, the Metabolic Recharge, I'm really pumped about it because it provides this community. It provides this oversight so I can like give people these personalized tips and we can give you a protocol that really works to deal with the root cause of why you're dealing with these issues. So, and look, there's different paths for different people. And we are there for people on the concierge side or just running labs or like there's so many different ways that we as a clinic are there for people. But certainly if you are interested in this stuff and you want protocol that talks about the things in this, this episode, or you want us to be there for you in that way, then go to drwilkle.com for just everything on the clinic or the metabolic recharge if you want access to this um, protocol, which I think we calculated. It's like price of Starbucks a day. It's like stupid, stupid, stupid low. I, I mean, me metabolic recharge is not stupid, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, like we, we really want to make this accessible and affordable for people. So yeah, we're excited about it. Anything else? But do you have any tip? You have some tips, Emily F. Um, I would just say, and I feel like I've mentioned this before and we talk about it a lot, but just knowing that you will not see results like immediately, like right. it really is like a daily committing to yourself yeah. and committing to your why. And because you could do like, we give patients a roundabout of like, it could take like three months. Yeah, exactly. And that's like on the lower side. Yeah, we made even. the metabolic recharge yeah. 90 days for that yeah. reason. So, so, yeah. so, but look, we're building, this is sustainable. This is like results for a lifetime, not mm -hmm. a quick fix. Yeah. yeah. And since like we talked about longevity today, I think it's so important to also note that this isn't something that like you're just going to do for a certain amount of time and then you're done. It, like yeah. it is a daily throughout your entire life committing, like even like you're, this is, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. You're older than me and you're still committing Thanks. to yourself. <laughs> The little baby has spoken. <laughs> like you're doing all of these things every day. You're yeah. practicing what you're preaching. Yeah. So it really is just like throughout your entire life, like you have to just be okay with the fact that this is going to be a daily decision of if I'm going to show up for myself or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can take your binky now and go away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go take my nap. <laughs> <laughs> Will you burp her, please? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, everybody. If you want to learn more about the things we're talking about, I already said it. You know, the drwillcole.com, the metabolicrecharge.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow 
and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.